Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. When you walk around a secular bookstore, maybe if you go to Barnes & Noble, for example, you might find a lot of self-help books. But of course, in the spiritual life, there are books too, and I wouldn't build them as self-help, but more spirituality-focused. They're helping us to live our best lives as followers of Jesus, helping us to live the way that Jesus intended. I can think of some books that Fulton Sheen wrote, for example, about interior peace and happiness and, and such, and those were books that from a Christian perspective, we're helping individuals to live the Christian life. And Anthony Stefano has been a guest before on How They Love Mary. He has talked about a lot of his children's books, two of which I love uh, very much, Our Lady's Wardrobe and Our Lady's Picture Book. Uh, he has other books out there as well. And today I'm going to be speaking with him about a new book that he has authored with Sophia Institute Press called 30 Days to Your New Life. A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. Seems like an excellent book and one that maybe a lot of people, they always think, I need a new start. And for me, sometimes I look at a new month. So when we turn the page on the calendar and it's July 1st or August 1st, I'm like, this is the month. Maybe I cut out soda and I start drinking water, more water in my life. But maybe as we look at new months, perhaps those that can be an opportunity to 30 days to our new life. So uh, very excited to have you back, Anthony. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much, Father. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, so 30 Days to Your New Life, not a children's book. It's an adult book. I think that's great. Uh, how does a person come to the point to say, I need this book? When do they realize, you know, I'm sick of my old life and I need a new life? <laughs> well, I, I think uh, that applies to so many people out there today who are struggling with unhappiness and misery and loneliness, and they just seem to be... They seem to be lost. Obviously, there's so much confusion and so much suffering in the world. And I don't think people exactly know where to go or how to go about it. Yes, they know that uh, if you're a Catholic, you know that Catholicism has the fullness of truth. Um, but still, there doesn't seem to be a practical guidebook. Uh, the self-help industry, I admire very much. We were talking, you were talking about that just a second ago. I'm all for these self-help books. Any, anybody who wants to alleviate suffering and help people to, you know, get off their butts and change their lives for the better, I'm all, I'm all for that. But there's a serious limitation with uh, self-help programs. I've taken a lot of them myself. They work for a while, but the results always are temporary, it seems to me. When, when life really hits you with a two-by-four, um, that's when these self-help programs break down because they focus too much on the self and not enough on God and his plan for us. In other words, they, they focus too much on self-help, but not enough on God's help. And that's the big trap of the self-help industry. Uh, you can use all these personal development tools in the world and still become miserable. Just look at all those Hollywood movie stars who you know are rich and famous. They achieve so much success, and then they spin out of control and commit suicide. But on the other hand... Uh, you were speaking about these spiritual books, and I love Fulton Sheen, and all those books are wonderful, too, but sometimes this works in the opposite direction, too. So many people uh, over-spiritualize things, and they think that 
all they have to do is pray to God, and God is going to like ma- wave a magic wand and miraculously solve all their problems instantaneously. And they don't realize the truth of that old saying uh, that God helps those who help themselves. You know, the personal development movement has discovered some very useful tools in dealing with the problems and the stresses of life. Uh, things that involve goal setting and, and utilizing the power of momentum and staying positive, etc. What I've tried to do in this book, Father, is take the best of both of these worlds and combine them. I wanted to write a book that utilized, you know, the very best self-help principles, but balanced and corrected them with orthodox, a traditional Christian principles. And there are some other books that try to do that, but usually they're, they're very New Agey or they're Protestant. And so they don't go anywhere near, say, the sacraments like the Eucharist. Well, my book isn't like that. I, 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 it's, I love that it's been described as Tony Robbins meets Thomas Aquinas. I think that's the, the, highest, the highest achievement I could ever achieve as a writer, if that was true. Now, drawing upon Christian traditional principles, uh, do you draw upon the saints? And uh, if so, who are some of those saints? Well, you know, I, 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 uh, I try not to make the, the book is not overly... Uh, it's not saturated with devotional Catholicism, because I wanted this to be a very hard-hitting book that could be used as a tool for evangelization. Uh, in other words, if, if there's a young person out there who's struggling, or an older person who's struggling, sometimes if you give them a book that is quoting you know, all the different saints, every different, or, or, or every other passage contains a biblical uh, uh, essay, it turns them off. I didn't want to do this. I wanted this to be a hard-hitting, powerful book that had a lot of common-sense principles. But of course, yes, I reference the Bible uh, throughout the book. I reference uh, the, uh, various popes at the catechism. Uh, it's solidly Catholic. Um, so, uh, so, so, but, but I, I try not to beat people over the head with it because I want them to get into this, and, 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 uh, yeah, and I try to harness the power of momentum. So I start small. And by the time the book is ended, I hope they're just raring to go and rush into a Catholic church to go to, to Mass, let's say. But it starts easy and, and, and ends powerfully. Is this book really one about goal setting? And is it setting goals and working towards accomplishing those goals that can help to transform our life? Well, you know, the self-help uh, woman always uh, talks about goal setting, and it's, and it's very important to, to set goals, because, because so many people are wandering around in the world without any... They're wandering around aimlessly. They want to be happy, but they don't know how to be happy. And that doesn't work. How in the world are you going to hit a target if you don't have a bullseye? Right? You can't do that. Goals give you a bullseye to shoot for. And that's something that the self-help industry gets right. Uh, you need goals that will inspire you, that will push you through obstacles and adversities, goals that are strong enough that will pull you into the future. But the problem is, again, with the self-help uh, industry, is that they, they never talk about God. Uh, you, you've got to get God involved in your goal setting. God is already in your future. You know, you're just in the present. He's in the future. He knows. He made you. He knows what's going to make you happy. Okay, so you need to take into account God's goals for you. He'll help you achieve the right goals. You know, plenty of people have dreams. They want to be actors. They want to be writers. They want to be baseball players. Uh, but you have to understand that your dream is not always your destiny. Your destiny is the, is the dream and the goal that God has for you. And that's the only thing in the world that's going to make you happy. It's the only thing 
that's going to, to fulfill you. Uh, and the only way that you're able to discern that is through constant prayer. And, and uh, you know, when I was a little boy, I wanted to be, a, it was my dream to be a doctor, you know. But I didn't know then that that would have been the worst possible profession for me. I would have hated it. I would have had a very unhappy life. It wasn't until after I started going to church and I consecrated myself to Jesus through Mary and things like that, and through more discernment and prayer, that I discovered that what I really wanted to be wasn't a doctor. I wanted to be a healer. You know, God had given me clues, and I had thought that maybe it was to be a doctor, but he really wanted me to be a healer through writing books. So, um, so that, you know, you have to combine the two, and I think I, I talk about that a lot in this book. So this book is 30 Days to Your New Life. So uh, is there a daily reflection or a daily objective? So there's 30 different chapters. Are they grouped by themes? What's the format of the book? Every single day uh, is a chapter. Every chapter is a day. So, and the chapters aren't long. So all you have to do with this book is, 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 is take it over the course of a month. Uh, I didn't want to give a lot of reading to, to people, overwhelm them with some big tome, some massive work. Uh, every day is a short chapter with various action items. It's not a passive book. You can, there are plenty of books you can read and just enjoy for the, the sake of you know, um, the, the passive pleasure they give. But they don't really change your lives. I wanted this book to, to impact people's life in a serious way, and that involves getting involved and taking action. And the reason why I wanted to use a 30-day a program was because I wanted to actually take advantage of one of the most important tools I speak about in this book, which is harnessing the power of momentum. When people are in a rut, they have a tendency to, to stay uh, in that rut. You know, there's something called the law of inertia that says an object at rest tends to stay at rest. You know, um, and that's true in every area of life. You know, if you've got a physical, you know, if you're overweight, you don't want to go to the gym, obviously. You want to stay at rest, you know, uh, any kind of funk uh, that's true for. Uh, but in order to overcome that, the best way to do that is to take small steps steadily and consistently over a long period of time. Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, and this book takes advantage of that. You know, uh, you don't have to, you know, binge and try to solve all your problems at once. That's not going to work. But if you use the salami technique, you know, you slice everything into little, you know, you know biteable, eatable portions, uh, th then you're going to build momentum. And again, by the end of the 30 days, I think you'll be raring to go. And one of the things I also I want to say about this is that, you know, pe you know there's a saying about, you know, uh, you know, uh, starting small, do not despise small beginnings, the Bible says. Jesus and Christ himself did this. You know, when God chose to enter the world and change the world and save the world, you know, he, 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 he began as a little baby in a, in a little manger. You know, he started small. And if, and if that strategy is good for God, then that strategy should be good for us too. And that's the whole strategy that drives this book. Now, for 30 days, I, I'm envisioning, you know, uh, I'm a terrible novena prayer, for example. I'll pray about seven days of a novena, and then maybe I'll f miss day eight or something like that. So someone misses a day, or maybe they think that, you know, day one is really challenging, and I should really focus on this for, for a few extra days. Uh, should people take leeway in that way? Could it be 30 weeks to your new life, or, or do you really think 30 days because of the momentum is the best? 
I think I wrote this book, I designed this book based on self-help programs I've taken in the past myself and tried and true methods that have worked. 30 days seems to be the best kind of period of time. It's not too long, it's not too short. If you do, if you do 30 months, it's, life is going to get in the way and you're going to be stopped in your progress. If you, if you, if you try to read too much at one time, uh, then the same thing is going to happen. You're, you're not going to interiorize it all. It's not going to become part of your life. Sure, if you miss a day, you could just you know relax and go back to it the next day. But this book is built upon the principle of the way God created the world. Uh, every every uh, this, this it, it goes six days a week or work days. There are chapters in which we have to do items, and the, the seventh day is a rest day in which you go to church. Uh, that's the that's the principle on which. The, the structure in which God created the world. Well, this book is about creating, recreating yourself. So if I was the reader, I would, I would uh, stick to the plan of the book as best I could and, and see how that works out for you. So the subtitle is A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. So do certain days deal maybe with the intellect and then certain days deal with the spiritual life? Or, um, so are there different divisions then and different foci throughout the, throughout the 30 days? Yeah, I'm very, very much aware that we are, human beings are body, mind, and spirit. We're not like the angels. We're not pure spirits. And uh, people, uh, Christians, Catholics, or anyone who over-spiritualizes their religion uh, are really, um, they're, they're really heretics in a way. You know, it's, 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 they're, they're practicing Gnosticism or Manichaeism. Uh, God created us to be human beings, and even one day in heaven, after the resurrection, we will have bodies, glorified bodies. The flesh is not something evil. It's fallen, but it's not evil. Uh, and we're destined to be humans even when we get to heaven in the next life. So yes, you have to take a mind-body-soul uh, approach to any kind of transformational program that's going to, to have real impact and real effect. So yes, some chapters uh, deal specifically with things like the Eucharist. Other chapters deal with things like you know moving. It's important to just move. So many people live sedentary lives. You know, they, 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 they sleep uh, in bed all night, then they get up, they drive to work in a car, they sit at their desk all day, they come back, they sit at dinner, they sit watching TV or playing games, and they go to bed. They live sedentary lives. It's, a sedentary life is an unhappy life. You know, you have to follow the example of the, of, 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 of the first Christians, and you have to be moving all the time. Um, you, you, you have to be moving 15, 20, 30 minutes a day three to four times a week, and that's going to influence whether or not you're happy because it's going to release endorphins and get the blood moving, and it's going to clear your, your head and make it possible to, to, to discern God's will uh, more easily in your life. So yes, the, the book does talk about physical things as well as uh, spiritual things. So I imagine that as this book releases on June 20th, for example, Sophia Institute Press does a real good job with marketing. I get all their emails about their new releases and such. I subscribe to the mailing list. Uh, I'm thinking of the person out there who, you know, right now is listening to this podcast or they come across that email from Sophia Institute Press and says, are you overwhelmed with life? Well, Anthony Stefano gives you the solutions to this in his new book, 30 Days to Your New Life. But the problem, they're already at this breaking point. They're already overwhelmed. 
But now they have to order from Sophia Institute or wherever they get their books. It's a two-day, three days they wait for the book to arrive in the mail. Is there anything they can do right away to kind of overcome and take control of their lives? Well, the first thing is, you know, yes. I mean, uh, first of all, I'm hoping they're not at the point of suicide or something like that. And if you are, then don't do that and, 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 and give it a few days because there are things in this book that will help you. Uh, but if, but in terms of taking control of your life, uh, there are, there are, if I had to list five quick things, number one, it's you gotta put God first. And I mean that very literally. When you get up in the morning, while you're still in that dream state, you're coming out of dream, the dream state, and you're entering into the world of the living, your very first thought should be, uh, devoted to God. You should say, in our Father, you should thank God for a new day. Uh, if you're a Catholic, you can pray that beautiful morning offering that we have. Put God first, and He's going to put you first. So that's a first very practical thing you could start doing tomorrow morning that maybe you haven't been doing uh, right away. It's a practical thing. Second thing is what I just spoke about before. you got to move. Motion and emotion are connected. Uh, people who live sedentary lives are unhappy lives. You got to move, walk 15, 20, 30 minutes a day just to get your heart rate up and, and to, to shake out the doldrums. And that will help you with everything else. Third thing is you got to harness the power of momentum. If you feel overwhelmed by your problems, you do not have to binge trying to solve them. Hey, you know, you, 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 it didn't take one day to get all these problems that you have that are overwhelming you. It's not going to take one day to fix them. You know, uh, so people, what they do is they take action only when the pressure builds so much that it's about to explode. That's a terrible way to live. Instead, you have to take small actions consistently in every area, financially, family, relationships, health. We all know this is true. Look, the first trip to the gym is the hardest. You know, the second trip is a little easier. The third trip easier still. By the fourth trip, you're raring to go. You know, nothing can stop you from going. So you got to harness the power of momentum. Uh, fourth thing is, you got to start cleaning up the messes in your life one by one. God is a God of order. From the very beginning of the Bible to the very end, we see him separating light from darkness and, and land from, from water. Even when Jesus rose from the dead father, you know, you know, when they found, then they opened the tomb, or they, they went into the open tomb, they found his burial cloth that was covering his face. They found it rolled up neatly in the corner. And people don't, you know, re realize what that means. That means that... When Jesus Christ rose from the, very, from the dead, the very first thing he did was to tidy up. He, he folded up his burial shroud, and that's because God is a God of order. No matter how many, big, how, much your problem, how many problems you have or how big they are, you have to make your bed in the morning. You have to clean your desk. You've got to clean up your con computer screen. Little by little, a little bit every day, and then you'll, your head will clear too. So cleanliness is next to godliness. And the final quick thing I could say is, uh, is you've got to tap into the power source of the whole universe, and that's, you do that by exercising true love. Uh, uh, love is the most abused, confused, overused word in the, in the human language. People think it's so many different things, but what love really is is sacrificial uh, self-giving. It's what Jesus taught the night before he died. This is my body given up for you. If you've got overwhelming problems, even though it might seem counterintuitive to you, the best thing to do is find somebody else out there who's got worse problems than you and help them. Find someone suffering more than you. It might seem counterintuitive because you think you have too many of your own problems to go around helping people, but it works. If you do that, God is going to immediately start to help you more with your problems. 
I love everything you just said there. And, you know, it makes me think of the prophet Elijah. So the prophet Elijah was exiled. He was really down in the dumps one day. He really was praying to God, take me now. I, you know, I can't keep going. So he's in a bad mood, but he sits underneath a tree, falls asleep. An angel then, as he wakes up, feeds him food for his journey, which is really a symbol of the Eucharist and foreshadowing of the Eucharist or whatever. But but then, you know, life changes for Elijah. He just needed a little sleep. He needed a good meal. And, and things got better. He was in better spirits. And so, you know, just the simple things you just said, tidying up, maybe getting a good night's sleep. I would add that, you know, like these are things that maybe help us take control, cutting out certain addictive behaviors in your life, you know, uh, do, do an alcohol cleanse, like, you know, maybe take on sobriety for a week and see what a difference that might make in your life. But those are excellent suggestions that you just gave. And, you know, I, I'm curious because, of course, this is kind of like a Christian self-help book. We're incorporating spirituality with the lessons of the spirit uh, of self-help. And, you know, there is such a craze in our society today for self-help books. People are always looking to improve themselves, you know, as Matthew Kelly says, to be the best version of yourself. Uh, so why is it that we're a generation that craves this self-help? I think the reason is because uh, because there are so many people that are miserable and unhappy out there. That's the thing. You know, society, for a very long time, has been been selling this uh, de definition of happiness, which is the wrong definition. Uh, you know, if you put the wrong label on a medicine bottle, if you put if you put uh, the, the, a label that says uh, Tylenol on a, on a on a bottle of poison, you know, and you take it, you think you're going to get better, but you're really going to you're you're really going to suffer tremendously. Or if you look at a map, uh, you think it's a map to New York City, but it's really a map to Chicago. Well, then you're going to get really confused when you're following, you know, the different streets. Well, our society has given us, um, you know, a map or a bottle of pills and called it happiness. But really what it is is a map or a, a, a medicine that gives you, you know, a style or cool or how to be famous on social media. Uh, they, they haven't given us anything resembling uh, real happiness, and because these people are so miserable and happiness and unhappy, and because they want to be happy, they're 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 trying to do anything they can to 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 to, uh, to find happiness, and they don't realize that they have to forget about what the world's definition of happiness is, and they have to go back to the basics of uh, Christianity, uh, which teaches us uh, about things like uh, sacrificial love. And, 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 and Catholicism especially. I mean, uh, this is, you know, I wrote an article about this recently, Father. It hasn't been published yet. But it's about, you know, the greatest personal development tool in the world is the Catholic Mass. Uh, the Mass is, 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 is with, the, with the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. When you take the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ into your body uh, uh, on a weekly basis and a daily basis, you know, you're, 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 you're tapping into the power source of the whole universe. Talk about a way to transform your life. So that's something that's missing in these self-help books, and I, it's something that I try to, 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 to put into this self-help book. Someone now is going to go out, they're going to order 30 Days to Your New Life, a guide to transforming yourself from head to soul. 
what's life going to look like for them at the end of the 30 days? Well, I, I don't, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to brag and say that this book is going to just change everybody's life. I think that, um, you have to be ready. You have to want to change your life. You know, there's a certain amount of uh, leverage that you have to have, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> in order to really change your life. And some people just are not ready to put in the work necessary to do that. But I think for those that are, for those that are really tired of, of living in overwhelm, for those that are really tired of, of being confused about uh, life in general, uh, for those who are tired of drifting aimlessly, I think that if they really give this book a shot and they really try to simply read one chapter a day and do the simple action items at the end of each day, I think by the time they get to the end of that 30 days, I think that they're going to be on fire. I think they're going to be a new person because I... This book has been born, Father, out of a lot of suffering, my own suffering, my own attempts at, at self-help and personal development. I'm 57 now, and I've, I've, I've done a lot. I've achieved a lot in my life. I've achieved a lot that hasn't made me, success, that hasn't made me happy, and I've achieved a lot that's made me happy. I've, 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 I've been deeply into my Catholicism. I've been deeply into self-help, the self-help principles. I, I've put everything into this book that I possibly can. It's a sincere book, and I believe that if a person sincerely tries to implement all the tools that I discuss in this, I think that they're, I think it's going to turn them around. I really, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, though, but I, I, that's my hope, that it really does transform people's lives. Uh, Anthony, you're a prolific writer. You've written lots of children's books. You've written A Traveler's Guide to Heaven also. Uh, if people want to learn more about your books and all your writings, what's a good place for them to find you online? You know, I I have this long Italian name, Father. I apologize for it, Anthony DiStefano, but if you go to www.anthonydiStefano.com, then you'll find all my books there. I don't sell my books online. I let my publishers do that, but you could find all of them. There's about 26 or 27 books there. About 17 of them are for children, and the rest are for adults or gift books or nonfiction adult Christian books. If you go there, you can get a good idea of all the stuff that I've been doing for the last uh, 20 years. Travel Guide to Heaven was published in 2003, so that's exactly 20 years ago, and there's about 26, 27 books in that time. Wow, that's that's amazing. And uh, I love your works. I love your, what you're doing. And uh, it's always great to be able to talk to you. I always feel some of my best interviews are with you, actually. So uh, it's always an honor to have you oh, on the you. podcast. But, you know, maybe one last question uh, before I wrap is simply like, what role do you think the Blessed Mother plays in 30 days to your new life? Well, I, I speak, uh, I don't go at length. Uh, into the role of the Blessed Mother. She pops up throughout the book, as she should. I think the book is infused with, 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 uh, the, with the Blessed Mother, just, just as the Blessed Mother has infused my life with any of the success, the success that I've had. I do talk about consecration uh, to Jesus through Mary, as I think I compare it to a, a, a nuclear power when it comes to uh, transforming your life or battling evil. Uh, I, I can tell you this. Uh, I didn't know where I was going and in my life in my 20s. I had tried everything, and I had prayed for years and years and years that I could be a writer, that I could get just one book published, just one book. I, I didn't care if three people bought it. I prayed and prayed and prayed. But then I consecrated myself to uh, the Blessed Mother, to Jesus through the Blessed Mother, using the uh, formula of St. Louis de Montfort, 
And uh, I tell you what, Father, the, the floodgates opened up. Since then, there's been 27 books, and the ideas keep pouring out, and there's three more next year. Uh, Mary has, is the spouse of the Holy Spirit, which means that she is the one that dispenses all the graces, all the graces from God come through her hands. And so Catholics have this tremendous gift in, in, in having a recourse to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's, it's been the key to my whole success of my life, and I, and I hope that, 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 that people take advantage of it in their lives. Well, this is all wonderful, and today our guest has been Anthony Stefano talking about his new book with Sophia Institute Press, 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. Head on over to Sophia Institute Press or wherever you get your books to begin this journey to your new life uh, with the help of Anthony Stefano. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Father. Thanks for having me.